Blog Talk Radio. Tune in to the hottest sports talk show on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Join us weekdays at 7 p.m. Stories about players and coaches of all levels. We make it easy to talk sports. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to She Knows Sports with Brittany and Princess right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. I am your host, Brittany Jones. Here is my wonderful co-host, Miss Princess Cooper. How are you today, Miss Princess? I'm doing good, Brittany. How about you? I am doing good. I will say one thing. Traffic is crazy <laughs> today. Because, um, you know, I live in South Jersey, but I'm in the city every day, so I have to come home from the city. It, normally a 20, 25-minute drive probably almost took an hour. So traffic, that Memorial Day weekend traffic is nuts. It's banging already. Yeah, you were um, um, late getting into the studio. I said, okay, yes, she's running behind today. Yes, I, I, I was late today, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I live in the direction of the shore, so oh yeah, I guess where everybody is headed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how's everything going where you're at? Is it nice and you know, sunny? Is it? It's actually a good day today. It was nice and sunny, but it is supposed to rain Saturday, Sunday, Monday here. So I don't know how much partying outside we'll do, but we'll definitely grill and um, have fun for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, try to get some grilling in. I know here it's going to be sunny all weekend, so I'm nervous about next week if y'all getting rain all weekend. You need some yeah. garbage. <laughs> All right, President. Yeah. Let's talk some sports. Let's do it, Brittany. Let's do it. Let's get into it, guys. All right. So as we all know, this past weekend, and I'm so sorry, Princess, but <laughs> the Denver Nuggets defeated uh, the Los Angeles Lakers to win their first Western Conference, um, I guess, ever <laughs> throughout their history. Yeah. So this will be their first time in Denver Nuggets history that they will be going to the finals, but what were your thoughts after the Lakers lost this game? Brittany, I don't – well, first of all, the, the simple answer is I'm heartbroken, disappointed. Um, there's no way that I thought that the Lakers wouldn't win a game. Um, even after they were up 2-0, um, my thought process was, okay, the Lakers are headed home in front of their home crowd, and um, – you know, they'll turn this thing around. And, and and the fact that I really thought that they would win two games and tie the series and then force, the, you know, a best out of three, that did not happen. Um, and I can point out so many, many reasons why. But um, the fact is that the, the Nuggets were better, and the Nuggets dominated them. And even in games where they kept it close, like the last game, um, you know, the, the Nuggets still prevailed. Um, I thought the Lakers would at least win one, and I was, come on, Lakers, come on, Lakers. But in the third quarter of game four, um, the Lakers were outscored 36-16 to 16 or something like that. So, you know, um, the Lakers had to fight back, and they did, but it was just not enough. So um, I have to get off the fact that it was a four-game sweep. Um, the Nuggets were better, and I, they were better than I thought they were. Um, 
and the Lakers had no answer. Um, positions one through five, even one through seven, I thought the the uh, Nuggets bench was better too. I, the first seven spots, uh, I, I thought the Nuggets could go to toe to toe with the Lakers, and they did, and that's the outcome. And I'm heartbroken. As I said in the thread, I am surprised that nobody checked on me. Uh, um, you know, even in Game Four, I was hoping for not a sweep and for them to head mm-hmm. back to Denver. Three one, um, but that didn't happen. Uh, on to the next. I want to see what LeBron does, um, and I will not be rooting for the Nuggets in the finals. <laughs> also, that's either the Celtics or the Heat that you're rooting for. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I was. I'm gonna be honest. I was completely shocked that the Lakers uh, did not win a game. I yeah. think. They could at least won two games in this series. I still think they could at least won two games. I just feel like it's somewhat of an effort issue, um, specifically in that mm-hmm. last game that kind of just, I don't know, bothered me. Like, Anthony Davis to me is, I don't know if he's just not the same guy after all these injuries. I don't know if it's a physical situation, a physical problem. I don't know if it's a mentally he's just not checked in. Um, but I'll say this. I'm proud of LeBron. You know, he's 38 oh, yeah. years old, soon to be 39 early next year, and he dropped 40 points. You could tell from the very mm-hmm. beginning of that game he wanted to win the game. He just yeah. did not have enough help from his other teammates. I know Austin mm-hmm. Reed played pretty well. Um, I like uh, – I can never say his name. Ray, Ray, Hamachi. Well, I don't know how to say his oh, name, guys. Oh, Mora. Yeah. Hamachi yeah, mm-hmm. Mora. Um, I, he played the best that he could, you know, but those are role players. You need more help from your stars. You got it from LeBron. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, I think he only scored 21 points, but that was a struggling 21 points. And D'Angelo Russell, I don't even know where he was half the game. Disappeared. So he completely disappeared. So I was, I was, it was a little troublesome that, they were they got swept. Kudos again to the Denver Nuggets because the biggest thing I think with the Denver Nuggets is they were healthy. They were healthy. Yeah. You know, these guys are very familiar and with one another. Yes, rested, very familiar with one another. People have to remember, these guys have been together for years. They haven't always played at the same time because they've been hurt a lot. of uh, for, uh, You know, Murray was out, I think, the majority of last year before coming back. Um Michael Porter Jr. is always in and out, and it keeps going on with a lot of their players. And then they got some good quality free agents and role players, you know, KCP and Jeff Brown. I'm sorry, Jeff Green, not Jeff Brown. You know, so they got some good players on the other side. So that means you really have to bring your A game. And I just feel like the Lakers players, not Devin Ham, I think Devin Ham did the best that he could, um, just did not bring – their eighth game, and I was really surprised. I was really surprised. And and I'm curious to know what's going to happen this offseason with the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, yeah, you you hit on a lot of good points there. I want to start with, with LeBron James. Um, I, I think he left it all out, out there. And I, I, I'm, I'm really surprised at how quickly the social media platforms took to, to say, you know, okay, this solidifies it. MJ is the best because LeBron couldn't even – I don't know what else you could have asked for LeBron because um, even at 38, to me, he plays above the rim like he's 28. 
and mm-hmm. uh, you could tell from in game four that he really tried to to will his team and bully his team and be the scorer, and he was. But for the most part, I thought that Anthony Davis was silent. And when I say that, I mean I, I really thought that he would be a neutralizer for Jokic, and Jokic really outplayed him every game. Um, and in game four, every starter, every starter played at least 40 minutes, and every starter had double digits in points. Um, yep. And when you have that from that one side, um, it, it's it's going to be tough. And the same thing for the Lakers. All their starters had double digits in points, but their their missed buckets were at really rough times, and um, they just didn't see that ball go in the basket enough. And LeBron's 40 was not enough because um, Anthony Davis needed to have 42. He needed to have um, to match mm-hmm. match uh, LeBron, and he didn't. And I don't know, out of all four games, I don't know if Anthony Davis took over any of those games. I'll be interested to see what happens with LeBron because I can tell you two out of those four games, or maybe it was that well, the, one of them, the last game of the Memphis Grizzlies, LeBron looked spent on the bench, and he had mm-hmm. really played hard. You can tell, and in one of these games, they showed him laid out on the on the on the um, the floor, the the court. Um, after one of the games, he gave it all he had, and I have no complaints whatsoever. And I, I'm I'm tired of the comparisons, but um, while the Nuggets win, I'm interested to see what kind of moves the Lakers make. And the the only one I'm really worried about is. Is LeBron ret- retiring? You know, mm-hmm. um, if he did, I would not be surprised. But I still think he's trying to hang on for his son, who has committed to USC. I'm disappointed, Brittany. Um, I-, I wanted to see this at least go six or seven games. I knew that the Nuggets were formidable, but I thought the Lakers were too. Yeah, I, and the thing about it is LeBron apparently was playing on a tour tendon in his foot, which is not easy yeah. at the age of 38. Look. Yeah. I'm the first one to say I think Michael Jordan is the the greatest of all time in basketball. Um, but I have to give so much respect to LeBron James. You know, to me, this last game didn't mean anything as far as his legacy because at the age of 38, let's be serious. Let's be honest. It's hard to carry a team at the age of 38, 39 years old. Michael Jordan was even in the league, if I can recall, at the age of 38. Right? I think he left after, like, he tried to come back to the Wizards. I don't know. I think he was left. <laughs> younger than 38 years old, if I can remember. Um, yeah, I'm going to look that up while like, you're talking. I'm, I'm, yeah. He's like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm done. It's just a whole other level of taking care of your body. And at those times, they weren't investing what LeBron invested in his body to ensure he could play to almost four, almost 40 years old. So it's, it's at the level that he's playing. And we've seen other players play to the age of 40, you know. I think Vince Carter played to almost 40, but he was clearly mm-hmm. not the same type of player, you know. He hasn't been that type of player the last five, six, seven years of his career. Um, LeBron is just to that, and I have to give him all the credit in the world, and he gets all my kudos. That's all I'm going to say to that. Um, yeah. But speaking of LeBron, Princess, I'm going to skip around here a little bit. If he does not retire, do you think this was LeBron's last chance to win this championship? Yeah, I, I really do. I, I think um, I don't know if I um, 
I don't know if I see him hanging on um, much longer with with in, 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 and I'm talking about in winning championships unless they really go out and make some mega deal. And I don't see that happening with the Lakers because I think most of their cap space is tied up in LeBron's salary, and if it's not tied up in his, it's tied up in in um, Anthony Davis. And I know mm-hmm. that they want to try to go out and and keep. Austin Reeves um, and he's voiced his opinion about wanting to stay. I don't know what Keelans are out there that he could get. So, it, it, yeah, I think LeBron now is playing um, to, I don't know, cap off his, his career, you know. Um, I, I don't know what else he could be playing for. I, I just don't see them making enough moves to to do anything with that. And by the way, Michael Jordan was thirty; he retired at thirty-three, and then he came back and retired again at thirty-six, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. They, here, I thought, um, I was no, he retired at the age of thirty. He retired mm-hmm. at the age of thirty, then went and played baseball and did some things, and then he retired again at thirty-six. No, I'm sorry. Retired in 1993 at the age of 30. He also retired mm-hmm. at 36 and once more at 40. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So I got okay, it wrong. So, so that's mm-hmm. when he played with the Wizards. Yep. Yeah. But he looked so yep. he didn't, of course, that was not the same Michael. So we going to say Michael's career officially ended at the age of 38. LeBron is 38, 30, I'm sorry, officially ended at the age of 36. LeBron is 38, mm-hmm. almost 39 at Still at the height of his career, some way, somehow, I just still don't know how he's playing to this level. I don't. Yeah. It, it Michael Jordan didn't have any hops left. And he was nope. a shell of himself with the Wizards. And he was really more of a mentor than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I want to say this. Michael Jordan's um, demeanor in practice and on a team um, and as a leader wasn't for everybody. He was not the nicest person ever. As a matter of fact, he encouraged and inspired by talking trash and being a bully. Um, let's just be honest. And that style worked for some, um, and some it didn't. But he forced you to give you his best because he was going to give you, his, you know, um, his best mm-hmm. every night. He was going to be on 110, 120 every night. And when he did not get that from his teammates, you know, um, he let him have it. And mm-hmm. Michael Jordan had to ease in to receiving help from his teammates. You couldn't win it by himself, and that was what Bill Jackson kept saying, you're going to have to get you for the players that you feel you can trust. I mean, when he did, um, the formula was there for him to win. But he wasn't the Mm -hmm. best teammate. He was a bully at best. I couldn't have played with Michael Jordan, and maybe that's part of my dislike. Um, I've watched too much film on him. Uh, of you know that in your face friendship, I'm not that I'm not that one. So, mm-hmm. uh, and that was him. Yeah, that uh, I'm not gonna uh, uh, lie to you, Princess. If I'm in my competitive spirit, I could be similar in a way. I'm very. It's so funny because I'm most people. They like she's very calm. She's very nice. When it comes to basketball or playing sports, I'm not as much anymore because my skill set is just not what it used to be. <laughs> But mm-hmm. and if I'm in my competitive spirit, I'm a trash talker. I'm I'm yeah. I'm just different. <laughs> yeah, That's why Michael Jordan grad. Uh, I grab. I 
I was attracted to that type of energy with Michael Jordan because I'm like, I'm similar in a way. I don't disrespect you, but I am similar in a way. I might disrespect mm-hmm. you, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, and I understand that. But um, I find myself in my personality being a very confrontational personality. And I mm-hmm. don't, as the review, employee review said, I don't receive constructive criticism well, and I don't play well with others. <laughs> and I don't respond to leadership very well. And that's just, you know, hey, I know that about myself and that. And I'm not saying that I was ever rude, but I can take leadership, but that in your face and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of uh, talking about you but not talking about you, yeah, we would have had problems in classes every 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 game and on practice. And, again, that kind of spirit wouldn't align with mine. And I understand competitiveness, mm-hmm. and I hate to lose, too. I'm I'm not a loser, and I don't want to ever accept losing, and I don't want any participation trophies. But on the same right. token, you know, I don't like people in my face with that kind of. That's why yeah. I never went into the military. And I know we've gotten way off topic. I was just I just need to get my therapy done for today. <laughs> no, that's fine because that's the same reason why I didn't go into the military. I was so close, and I was like, nah, I'm not gonna be able to deal with people screaming in my face. You gonna have a problem? Oh yeah, kick me out. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but as for me, um, it depends on, to me, Anthony Davis, his host, as far as LeBron James last chance to win the championship, if he stays with the Lakers, of course. I know it's hard for him to get out even if he wants to because of his contract. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what they're able to do as far as um, free agency, you know, D'Angelo Russell may not even be there. He's a free agent. Um, maybe yeah. Harry Irvin does come in. Maybe he decides to take less. I don't know if he will. Now, that might be a little bit of a different dynamic, and that may take you a lot further than what just the LeBron James and the Anthony Davis and the D'Lo was able to do. So, um, But right now I'm going to say no with the way things stay the same. But if you add certain pieces, then, yeah, he still has the possibility because he has that competitive level where I'm older, but I'm still going to score 40 tonight. Tomorrow I might be scoring 20. But tonight I'm still mm-hmm. 40, so but we'll see how that goes. All right, let's yeah. move on. Now I want to get into the other game, the other series on the Eastern Conference side um, between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. As we know, the Boston Celtics dug themselves into a huge hole. They were down 3-0 prior to last mm-hmm. game. They are, the series is now 3-1. Do you think, oh, I'm sorry, will the Celtics defy history and make a comeback to win the Eastern Conference Final? Because as we know, if you're down 3-0, nobody has ever come back to win the series. No, they're they're not going to defy any odds here. And I want the Celtics to win. But I don't think that that's going to happen because there's a dog on the other side with the heat that's just the, the, the playoff dog of the century, if you ask me, in Jimmy Butler. Um, I thought, I think, and still, um, and thought this was going to be even two-two, and it should have been. Um, the Celtics gave up a big lead in Game Three, um, and got comfortable, and the Heat came back and stunned them. Um, luckily, in the in Game Four, the the Celtics didn't relinquish that that you know lead and won a game. But if I'm not mistaken, now, well, no, I think they head home. They head home to Boston. Um, mm-hmm. I, if if they win game four, I mean game five, um, I, I think it's a new series because now it's 3-2. Um, but I find it hard to believe 
um, that the Celtics can do anything with this because the franchise itself, and I'm speaking of the Heat, um, knows how to win, knows how to win championships. Mm-hmm. And I, I think from Pat Riley to Spolstra to Jimmy Butler and the rest of the crew, I think they will take it once they get back home to Miami if they don't take um, game five. Um, and that's that's amazing to me, considering how much how many how much in injuries the Heat has incurred, um, a la Hero. But um, everybody is stepping up. I'm very surprised, but no, I don't think the Celtics can win this. I am predicting that it will be a Nuggets and in, in Heat um, championship finals, and I'm rooting for the Heat at that point. Um, although I don't know if I can take Kevin Walker if his teams win. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! I'm exactly. I don't want to. Um, but no, uh, I think for me, I will say this: if any team could do it, if they decide to come together and really focus hmm. and play hard, if any team could do it, this possibility of doing that, right? Do I think they will do it? No. Not saying because I'm going along with history. I just think they just dug themselves into too much of a big hole. And like you said, they got Eric Spolstra on as the head coach of the Miami Heat, and they got Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is a big-time leader, and he's not going to allow his team to look crazy out here, which themselves will cause him to look crazy. And he's just too much of a competitor to lose mm-hmm. four straight games. I would be surprised if the Boston Celtics win the series. I would be surprised. I think the world would be shocked. Um, and I don't think Miami Heat wants to go down in history <laughs> as the first team to ever allow a team to come back um, after being up 3-0. I just don't see it happening. Um, but, again, if there was a team that could potentially do it, this Celtics team has all the tools to do it. I just don't think they have enough coaching. And at times, I just don't think they 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 play well together at times. Um, so we'll see what happens. But to go along yeah. with that, Princess, if the Boston Celtics lose this series, because we still don't know, I know we're saying they will, but if they lose this series, should the Celtics split up Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum? No. I think that has been a productive duo. Um, I think they play well together. I do feel that there's something going on on the Celtics team, or they wouldn't have even put it out there that – you know, a Brown was uh, available for a trade offer. Hey, give us your best offer. You can't tell me that he was not offended by that. You can't tell me that that's not still on his mind. Um, even though we're in in the the heat of a battle within the conference series, you can't tell me that he is not affected by the front office putting that out there and probably have had some conversations. Um, so, but no, I think if this is what I believe. I believe they'll make a, a move at head coach before and, and try to keep the nucleus of this team together. Even Marcus Smart, I like this team in, in, the, in the East, and I think they can come back and make some noise and go go deep next year. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot of big teams on in the Eastern Conference like it is the Western Conference. I think the Western Conference is loaded. Don't split them mm-hmm. up. Find you a head coach that is not green, and you can't tell me that Missoula is not green. He has missed a lot of different playoff moves, and you can tell he is just coming into his own from interim coach to head coach and put in that position because Emmy Yudoka 
did what he did and had to move on, and they moved him on. So, no, mm-hmm. my answer is don't split him up, and I, I hate to see that. Yeah, it's funny. If you were asking me this question last year, I would have said no. <laughs> and I think deep down I'm still going to say no, but I'm actually going to say yes. Maybe this offseason they need to really sit down with, if Joe Missoula is the head coach, then sit him down with Joe, Joe Missoula or whatever head coach they're going to have um, mm-hmm. if they're going to keep both these guys because they really need to understand their roles. I just feel like they don't – these two in particular don't quite understand their roles. The last game, I think it was they won, but it was a couple plays in there where Jalen Brown took uh, uh, took the inbound pass. You know, and him and Jason Tatum are going back and forth, like, give me the ball, give me the ball, I'll take the ball. You know, and then Jalen Brown's like, uh, I'm going to take it up. And then all of a sudden he passes over to Jason Tatum. And then the next time they try to do the same thing, and I don't know if the head coach said something, but all of a sudden he passes up to Jason Tatum. That, to me, is telling me they don't know who the superstar on the team is, who the lead of this team is. In my mind, it's supposed to be Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown, in, in his his own right, is a star on any team you put him on. Is he a superstar? Probably not. That's Jason Tatum. That would be more of a Jason Tatum because he has those tools. So I just feel like they don't understand their roles. And this is like pulled in this, this tug of war of who is who on this particular team. And I honestly think Jalen Brown is quietly getting tired of it. You know, I, I really do. You know, like you said, the front office put their name out, put his name out there for trade bait. Um, we're willing to accept offers or listen to offers. You know, so that puts in a, a guy's mind like, well, wait a minute here. You know, I thought we were all on one team. You know, I thought we could share. To me, you can't really share that top dog role. You know, somebody has to be second in line. Like when LeBron went to to the Miami Heat. D-Wade said, we knew that was D-Wade's team, but D-Wade said, LeBron, this your team. You can have it. Because he knew that's how you have to play, unfortunately. You got to play that way. Um, and I just don't think they understand that with the Boston Celtics yet. I think if they can't figure it out, but they don't win the series, I think it may be time to split them up and and try it a different route, uh, go a different way. They've been together for a long time. This gives Jalen Brown the opportunity to be a star elsewhere, um, and maybe he could be top dog, depending. I don't think he'll ever be that, but you never know what can happen because he's such a talented player. I think it might be time. I really honestly do. Princess, you there? Did I lose you? Oh, you didn't lose me. I'm just talking know. just to talk on, on mute. Um, <laughs> if if that is the case, then I, I want to see Jason Tatum go to the Lakers and pick up Kyrie, and the starting roster is is uh, LeBron James, Jason Tatum, Kyrie, Anthony Davis, and whoever else you wanted the number five position, Austin Reeves. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say let's break him up, Brittany. And the Lakers, I want them to be the only possible team he goes to. And let's give LeBron some help and come back next year and win a championship. I, 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 I'm there with you, Brittany. <laughs> I'm being sad, but I would love I to see that. I would love to see that. I know I that's think not I, I think you have more chance of getting Jalen Brown. But I want Jalen Brown. So hopefully he'll come just 
<laughs> right down 95 before he goes all the way across the country. So, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll see what happens. And yeah. last, uh, I just want to get to this before we head into break, guys. Um, the NFL has made an announcement, and I'm pretty sure there's one team out there from last year, one of our co-hosts, one of our hosts on this network will be very <laughs> happy. But the NFL <laughs> approved an emergency third quarterback to dress for games. This particular player needs to be a part of the 53-man roster, not from the practice squad. Um, activation mm-hmm. of the third quarterback cannot be the result of a coaching decision. It must be an injury to the first two quarterbacks, and it has to be completely ruled out, out of the game. If either of those first two quarterbacks are able to come back and play, that emergency quarterback needs to go back to the bench, and one of the first two needs to go back into the game. What are your thoughts on this? My, I thought my thoughts is is that that's too much of some mumbo jumbo for me. If you're going to make him available, make him available, and don't put all those stipulations on it. But now, am I am I happy that that's a possibility? Yes, and there's somebody within the sports talk group that is very excited because. You know, I don't know. It seems to be certain teams out there that really um, have a lot of quarterback injuries, and you're facing that every season. While there are other teams who who don't seem to face that. I think the Dallas Cowboys have been bitten with that with um, with Dak Prescott. Um, I think the 49ers, what they went through, and even the playoff game was just if, if you were reading it in a book, you would have been laughing. Um, it was just amazing at how. You know, every possibility just went down with such severe injuries. Um, and Brock Purdy looked so good up until that playoff game. So I'm sure there will be teams out there that will welcome this and are excited about it, and I'm sure every team um, wants to have this as an option. But all of this is that the two first players have to be where they, you know, have no chance of coming back in, and then he gets to play. But if one of them becomes available and not hurt, then they need to come back in. All this is just foolishness to me and crazy, but um, at least it's a possibility. Yeah, um, I don't. I mean, look, I, I I get it. I think I guess you know if you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan or some team, it's beneficial because you know the Eagles they already have the third. They always put a third quarterback on the 53 man roster, but he's inactive. You know, he just doesn't play during game days, but. I don't really see the benefit of it because by the time you get to the third quarterback, that talent level has, has dropped so much. To me, it just doesn't make that much of a big difference in that particular game last year or in any other game. And like you said, why is it now that you all of, a, all of a sudden want to change the rules? Because this happened to plenty of other teams in years past, and he did not want to change the rules. Just a few years ago, I remember um, – when Carson Wentz went, was out, uh, I think Jalen Hurts was hurt. I don't know if Jalen Hurts was on the team. No, it wasn't Jalen Hurts. Uh, it was the backup guy, the old man from Texas. I can't think of his name. That was the Eagles' backup. He was hurt and couldn't really play. We didn't have another quarterback to play. We ended up losing that game. They actually had to force him to come back, the second quarterback, to come back in the game, and he couldn't even walk. So, I mean, there was no rule change then. So, like you said, it's just like some teams, they're still whining to this day. I think I heard yeah. Kyle Shanahan whine about it just a week ago, and I'm just like, it's over. It's over. That, <laughs> the Eagles didn't win the Super Bowl. 
you know, you didn't win an NFC championship. It's all over. Why am I still hearing about it? It's fine if I hear from it from the fans. That's a little different. But when you hear about it from the coach, players, it's like, come on. You're supposed to be professional and carry yourself a certain way. You're just looking a little spiteful and childish, in my opinion. But don't yeah. tell you till again next year. We'll see what happens. But I guess in the case of every single fan base, everything, this is a good move in some way. But I'm agreeing with you. They got too many stipulations about it. You should just kept it mm-hmm. as it was. All right, guys. Just kept it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right, guys. We're going to head into break now. When we come back, of course, we're going to talk more sports. Also. As we all know, it is playoff time. So tonight, I believe the game starts at 8 or 8, 8.30, I believe. Yeah. Boston Celtics, Miami Heat. Check that out. Let's see if Celtics could somehow defy history. I doubt it. I doubt it. But you guys are listening to She Knows Sports with Brittany and Princess right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. And we're back with Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. I'm excited. Um, she knows sports with Brittany and Princess, and I have my co-host, Brittany Jones here. Thank you to everybody and the um, broadcasting this week. Monday we did um, a, our last show with Mother's Day celebration we had on Tracy Ford. Her son was not drafted in the seven rounds, but he's been picked up by the New York Giants. Um, and he is Bryce Wheaton Ford, or Bryce Ford Wheaton um, is his name, and he's a wide receiver and already been signed by the Giants. Um, with a thirty, forty thousand dollars signing bonus, undrafted, but now playing in and on the roster. So congratulations on Tuesday. We did our basketball, men's basketball, and talked about again the NBA um, conference championships and so much more. And took a look at um, the Spurs getting the number one pick. Gosh, I wish I could remember his name. Winbiyama. Victor um, Winbiyama. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Victor Wimbiamba, um, and I'm sure at seven, um, seven and a half feet, um, he is going to be drafted by the Spurs. They're not going to trade that number one pick or draft anybody else. This guy is supposedly supposed to be um, the best NBA draft prospect in NBA history. So we'll see about that. But let's I don't know about this. that. Yeah, yeah, um, and I and I and there have been a lot. Um, you know what? Since we're there, because I was just kind of bringing it up, your thoughts. You said you don't know about that. Why, Brittany? We'll we'll see. Um, I think for me right now, and, and he had, he I guess he has the potential because he's so long. Um, he could shoot the ball. He could play defense. Um, he he has good handles. He has to tighten him up just a little bit more before he comes into the or as he's in the NBA. 
Um, but you have to look that came before him, LeBron James. Like I, I'm, I have still yet to seen a prospect better than LeBron James in the last twenty or so many years. Twenty years. So I'm not just gonna put somebody who has yet to even play in the NBA. I understand he played professional overseas. Um, put him above LeBron James just yet. Right now, it's LeBron James for the last twenty something years. Um, and then he has to add size. Victor is very, very small and frail. Um, This Mm -hmm. is a physical type of league. I know he's long, um, which can help. He's 7'5", but we'll see. We we will see what happens. Yeah, I don't think there are going to be many Kevin Durant's out there. That was one of my knocks on Kevin Durant at the basketball combine. When he was entering to the draft, he could not bench press. 50 pounds. He was really weak mm-hmm. in that instance, and I remember that being a big deal. And I agree with you, if Wimbiyama is going to play in the NBA in the United States, he's going to have to put on some type of muscle. He can't. I don't think he can last um, if he's going to play the center position in the NBA. He can't last mm-hmm. at that height and weight. Um, so I agree right there. And if we are comparing him to the best prospect ever, yeah, I don't – I. I, I kind of disagree with that, but then everybody on this um, network knows how I feel about LeBron James. And I think more than anything, LeBron James came in with every bit of this hype, and they were playing mm-hmm. his high school basketball games um, like crazy, saying this kid is just da 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 and he's lived up to every ounce of that. He's lived up yep. to every ounce of that and stayed out of trouble, out of the media, out um, stayed on on the straight and narrow and con- continued to give back to the community. Um, and let's see what Wimbiamba can do um, for sure. I wanted LeBron to go into this. Go ahead, oh, Brittany. I want to get your thoughts on that. Go ahead. I, I was going to say LeBron definitely changed the game coming out of high school. Prior to yeah. him, they never really showed high school games like that on TV. He yeah. comes up. That's all you see is his high school game. His high school game. So he has had an impact, like Michael Jordan, like an Allen Iverson. Not saying Allen Iverson was to that level, but just on the culture and influence of the game itself. So yeah, I and I, and it's I, going to be interesting. It is, and you know, I don't remember LeBron James making a whole lot of missteps, and I remember the drama with his mother making some missteps and dating one of the players on the Cleveland Cavaliers. So everybody around him seemed um, to maybe have a couple of mistakes, and I'm not saying that he has because there's no perfect human, but um, he seemed to fall on his feet, land on his feet, land in the Mm -hmm. pool of success every time um, with his moves. And I I hate to put that kind of pressure on Victor Wimayamba. That's just not fair. I think for sure. So, yeah, he's got some proving to do for me. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. So speaking of that, I want to get your thoughts. We had this conversation early. I think it was started in the thread, um, our sports thread. I allude to that a lot. But your thoughts about Carmelo Anthony coming out of Syracuse and being drafted into the NBA and getting an opportunity to play now, I think, with six or seven teams retired. Is he a first ballot, or even is he a Hall of Famer? Your thoughts about that, Brittany? I don't know if he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he's absolutely a football Hall of Fame. And I think a lot of people forget that, even in our thread. A couple people, I'm not going to name names, 
Um, most people think it's an NBA Hall of Fame. It's not NBA Hall of Fame. It's a basketball Hall of Fame. So the time, it could start from when you're in high school, for all I know, college yeah. and then NBA, even overseas. Um, and to me, people really forget how great of a basketball player Carmelo Anthony is, you know, what he did in, in Syracuse winning that national championship, what he did for the Denver Nuggets when at that point in time prior to him, they were not the best team whatsoever. He basically put the Denver Nuggets back on the map. Um, and at one point in time, he was the only guy getting them to the playoffs. People have to yeah. understand, in order to win the championship, you just can't have one superstar. You have to have an entire team to help you. You have to have that second guy and then your role players. And you can't do it by yourself. Um, he's ninth all-time in the history of NBA in scoring. I think, what, 10-time NBA All-Star, so forth. Uh, I know he's on the, the NBA 75 uh, um, top, or I'm sorry, NBA top 75, and he's mm-hmm. the only three players in NBA history. I'm saying he's the only player in NBA history to have three Olympic gold medals, plus a blue huh. run. Um, so I just think people take away because they've seen the, the latter years of his career where he was just playing okay as he's getting older. They take away what he really accomplished in the game of basketball, and to me, he's absolutely a Hall of Famer. Yeah, you know, um, eight seasons with Denver, seven seasons with the Knicks. He wanted to come home and do what he did, and then he kind of bounced around with Oklahoma, um, Houston, Portland, and then the Lakers, his last one. Um, And I loved him at Syracuse, and I think he was one and done at Syracuse and then entered the draft. Um, but I think because his game is so smooth, his game is his shot is soft like Tim Duncan. I think his his play is really you know soft like that, and he is for the most part his demeanor is very quiet. He does he's not that trash talker Kevin Garnett, Brittany Jones type mm-hmm. on the court. Um, you know he's pretty <laughs> quiet, and I bring all that up because the only thing I've ever heard about him is that he went and met Kevin Garnett. You know, at his bus because in in the trash talking, Kevin Garnett said, "Hey, tell your wife I like cocoa puffs for breakfast." You know, and and that really offended Carmelo. So he met him, but that's the only incident I've ever known him to really be a part of. Um, and that draft class of Carmelo, D. Wade, Chris Bosh, and LeBron James—the only one left now that has not retired—is LeBron James. But I said all that to say I think he's a Hall of Famer too. Um, and I don't think you have to win any win a championship a, um, in sports to be a Hall of Famer. I don't think that Charles Barkley ever won one, and he's a Hall of Famer. So um, I, I agree. Never won one. There you go. We could probably Our go on and on. Never won one. Yeah, so never won one. Mm-hmm. I just think championships don't defy your career. They they don't determine yeah. what your career whether your career was great or not. And I think people put too much emphasis on championships when in reality you need a good team to win a championship. These guys did not have a great team surrounding them, and that's not on them. They did the best they could. It's not on them. But they get knocked for it as well. But you got to understand the situation. Michael had a great team. LeBron had great teams in Miami for the most part in uh, that one year in Cleveland, and that's what got him his ring. D. Wade always had great teams surrounding him. Jokic this year has a great team, so I wouldn't be surprised if they won a championship. Those other guys did not have a good team. 
I agree with you. I agree with you. And um, I think overall, though, he his his average he was a he was a, a scorer and a lethal scorer at that, and sometimes averaged twenty eight and twenty nine points a game for the entire season. Brittany, my last subject before we talk about Tina Turner is the Washington Commanders. Um, you know, that the sale has been approved and we're almost there with Josh Harris as a is a majority owner and then of course Magic Johnson and others as minority owners. But they're having trouble trouble um trademarking the Washington Commanders itself and that's because there's another um entity out there, the commanders um some type of uh, um, clash or game um, that's out there that's called a Commander something meet. And then, of course, Commander's Classic. And then, of course, there have been um, several others that have tried to um, trademark the Washington Commanders, the Washington Commanders Commandos. So um, because there's so many out there that are close, uh, the United States has denied this trademark so far. But do you think this is a big deal? Um, they said that they're definitely going to try to get there. Do you care? They are in the NFC East like our Cowboys, like our Philadelphia Eagles, mm-hmm. and I won't be rooting for the commanders, even if Matthew Johnson is an owner, um, and at least not during the season. Your thoughts about this whole thing with trademarking? Thank goodness they denied it. Please change that name. Friends, <laughs> we talked about this before. I can't stand the name. And then they go and take a, a commercial. I can't remember the company's uh, commercial slogan and try to make it the commander's song. And I'm just like, no, just change everything about it. Change everything about it. There's plenty of other names you could choose out there and just go elsewhere. I hope they don't buy nobody out. I hope the <laughs> United States government, you know, they, the copyright department or the trademark department keeps denying them until they choose a whole new name and josh harris i'm still questioning you because you now you own the sixers you own the devils which is already the rivals of the flyers and now you're owning the rivals of the eagles clearly you're just the business guys and don't quite care about these teams just i'm not they're smart business decisions but still you know how philadelphia is (laughs) but Brittany, that is i think that is the Gosh, um, the MO of uh, all of these owners is that they really are not fans mm-hmm. or really invested with emotions like we are. They're businessmen, and they got their money not in sports but in everything else, you know, oil and, and, and you know, um, financial um, investments. They didn't get it in just blood, sweat, sweat, and tears. Then most of them, 95% of them, never played a sport in their life. And yet they mm-hmm. own a team, and yet they make moves to own other teams who, if you think about it, really class um, with um, some of the teams that they own. And they don't care because it seems like it's just a business venture. And I think that's what you have here. That's a great point, and I never thought of that. Um, but that is what Josh Harris is doing and if you thought about it, um, it is a sense of um, um, disbelief and conflict, mm-hmm. but I don't think they care about that. That's why I love yeah. Jeffrey Lurie because he is very invested <laughs> in the city of Philadelphia. He, has, mm-hmm. he does not own any rivals of any other team. He helps and does programs in this city as well. 
But although I don't like him, and Princess, you know I don't like him, that's why mm-hmm. I have also a lot of respect for Jerry Jones because he is extremely invested in Dallas as well. They yeah. understand. These other owners yeah. do not. Mm-hmm. And and I never thought about that. It's that he, he owns the, the 76ers, but now he purchased a, a team that is complete rivals with the Eagles. So you can mm-hmm. cheer for half of Philadelphia, but you can't cheer for the other half. It really doesn't make any sense. So that lets you know that this is all about business. Um, Brittany, I kind of had put in there, you know, the, hey, I wanted to talk about Tina Turner. And I wanted to talk about it because, I really, I'm not, I don't know if I follow her music as big as I should, but there have been several songs that, of course, that have stayed in my heart and as melodies all my life as she, she sung them. But I think I was more proud that she was Me Too movement before Me Too movement got there. And she talked about mm-hmm. in her 40s where she had to start over with everything and how she became the owner of her music, of her style, and of her production. Um, your thoughts about Tina Turner, 83. Um, kidney transplant in 2018, and her husband gave her a kidney. Um, but she's had failing health since then and um, passed away in in the country of Austria. Um, a legend, gone at 83. Your thoughts? Uh, amazing. Um, uh, uh, I, it's just, I love Tina Turner, guys. You know, I probably mm-hmm. don't watch, although it's not her in the film. Uh, What's Love got to do it probably over a thousand and one times. <laughs> um, but and then every time she spoke in an interview, I sat down and I watched it. And just she's just so, she just seemed so kind and humble, you know. Mm-hmm. And through it all, regardless of what she's been through with whoever she's been through, she just expressed it with so much love, didn't have any hate in her heart whatsoever. Even with Ike Turner, they asked her questions about Ike Turner. And she just, like, just the way she would speak on it. You know, most people say, I can't stand him. I don't ever want to see him like that. But she never spoke. She never spoke with hate. And that's, like, something you just have to admire because if anybody does to you what Ike did to her, and we all know what he did to her. It was very public, very well known. Um, Most of us don't want to speak on it, don't want to see the person ever again, and she just didn't, she just wasn't like that. But the way, mm-hmm. just from her humble beginnings, her journey with Ike Turner and that whatever happened there, and the fact that she had to rebuild her career, and she said, I could do it without you, and she showed that. She probably didn't care if he's seen it or not, you know, but just the way she overcome overcame those things, to me, is just so admirable. Um, and then she accomplished way more as a solo artist than she ever did being a part, being with Tina and Ike. To me, it's just that's right. Like that's just amazing to me. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Ike and Tina Turner. It was it just kind of rolled off your. I remember mm-hmm. that as a youngster. You know, I remember Ike and Tina Turner only as an adult to to listen to her as an adult talk about you know um, everything she faced with him and and all that was going on. And some of that was accepted, you know, in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. You know, like I said, I think she was Me Too movement before Me Too got started. You can't do that foolishness now. Um, I guess that's part of my trouble with the reverence for um, uh, Jim Brown. It's because he was notorious for beating women and throwing them over the balcony and 
and hitting them and and I don't I don't understand how you do that to another human being. That's I guess another mm-hmm. show. But congratulations, Tina Turner, on a life well lived, a journey, and you've left the legacy of music um, for us to to listen to. Um, just one of those women of strength that can meet completely pivoted and made her life over in one of yes. success. And one princess, of success. I, I also want to say this: there are so many women out there who. Um, are going through the same thing that, that she went through with Ike. And That's to right. me, read about uh, Tina Turner, if you're listening. Just read about her because it shows that you love yourself and it's something you can overcome. It is absolutely, <laughs> absolutely something you can overcome. I know a lot of women in those situations think they don't have nothing else going on. Tina has rebuilt herself. <laughs> She's like, yeah. she left Ike and had nothing and said, I'm going to make it. I don't care. I have no other choice. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it for me. Forget anybody else. I'm going to love myself, and I'm going to do it for me. And that's exactly what she did. And, again, I just look up to her. I always have, and I admire her. She said she was broke and lived with friends, bounced around until she could afford to have her own. Um, and she continued to to pursue her career. I agree. Um, she's one of my idols, and Um, Condolences Rest in Power Tina Turner And with that we're going to play one of her songs Simply the Best We're going to go out with that Brittany it's always a pleasure With you on Thursday nights Get some rest I know you're probably just running in Getting on the show Um, Get some food and rest And the weekend is here Have a great weekend Memorial Day weekend too Okay. Absolutely you too Happy Memorial Day everyone Amen. Amen. I'm going to leave you all with that. Never had it so good. Um, She knows sports with Brittany and Princess. We're out with the song by Tina Turner.